You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. All right, it's all done. Oh, I have my helmet. I was going to wear my helmet today because I'm talking about. So we're talking about five pillars of of godly wealth. So this helmet's not really mine. It's for my wife. How do I look? Like an engineer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But today I'm going to talk about the power of work. People who are taking pictures of me and putting on social media, God sees you. We're talking about the power of work. Um, oh, by the way, we've got you know, counseling facilities here at LifePoint Church. So if you need someone to talk to, someone to pray with, please, 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 please. Don't, um, don't be in a hurry to run away. Come talk to someone. All you Arsenal fans, counseling. <laughs> counseling season is open, all right? <laughs> counseling season is open. For this season, um, I'm, I will announce to the church um, by next Sunday what club I am supporting, just to be sure. But it's not Arsenal anymore, okay? The Bible says a wise man sees, sees danger from afar and avoids it, okay? <laughs> I'd like to read out of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 28. This thing is going to be heavy on my head. I won't be able to preach like I normally preach. Let's put it here. Maybe as I'm moved by the Spirit, I'll put it on and off. But Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 28. I'd like us to read. It says, let him or her who, who let him who stole steal no longer. Hmm. Let me tell you, you have to stop stealing. <laughs> John, now, I'm, this is scripture, so we're not even, this is not, you're not joking here. I tell to the other neighbor and tell you have to stop stealing. Josh. <laughs> it says, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let him stop stealing. Let him labor or work with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. Hallelujah. Um, so today we're talking about the power of work. Just leave it as it is. It's fine. So we're talking about the power of work. Hallelujah. Yeah, we have to give me buzz or whatever they call that thing. So my real baritone comes out. All right. So today we're talking about work. The power of work. The power of work. And somebody says, oh, but what does this have to do with godly wealth? If anything, the way we understand it is that when God wants to bless us, we don't have to work. As preparing, this is so, this message, I spent a little bit of time preparing, quite a bit, because I didn't preach last Sunday, so just a lot of time to think. And I changed my notes, I prayed, I changed my notes. And there's a way I feel, what well, I want this to be a good message, well, it's bigger than that for me. So let's, 
all agree that this was a great message. Please let me tell the guy next to you, this was a great message PI preached today. Just, just agree up front. This is a great message. Oh my goodness. Terrific. If you would have not talked here, God is saying it's all right, it's fine. Right. If you're also here for the first time, there are a couple of things we do in church, Pentecostal things, when the message is hitting us. The person next to you goes, mmm. They're not constipated. They're just, they're just deeply feeling the message. So don't worry. This, you cannot, let's even practice that. Mm. No, you have to say it in a Pentecostal way, not like you're smelling something bad. And then say, mm. Let's try one more time. Mm. Exactly. So we all agree. Great message. Fantastic. So, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I, I wanted this to be more than just a great message. I wanted it to be. I felt that God wanted to shift. So at the end, God wanted to shift us to the next level. So at the end of the message, we will spend a bit of time and pray. We will pray specifically about our jobs, about the works of our hands, about our businesses. I really trust God for something today. Let me start by saying work is not a cost. Work is not a cost. Work is not even a curse word. Work is not a curse word. But somebody says, and I know because, you know, there's a way that, you know, when you think about what happened in Genesis, you're like, ah, but God told man, you are cursed and you have to work. Not exactly true. In Genesis 2.15, the Bible says, that the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. So when God creates man, he gives him work. The work is not a cost. When God creates man, he gives him work. Labor without fruit is a cost. Labor without fruit is a cost. So when we read that whole experience where you know, God is rebuking man for eating the apple or the fruit, Genesis 3, 17 to 19, the Bible says, God says to man, cost is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Says, but tons, both tons and tissues, it shall bring forth for you. It keeps on talking about how you know the sweat of your hand or your face, and and what it was was that sin took away the natural protocol of fruitfulness. So God puts man in the garden, and says work. Sin comes, God says you will work, labor. It won't be fruitful automatically. The earth was meant to respond naturally with fruitfulness to the work of man. So Adam was not put in the garden to be idle. I'm going to tell you how this ties in with godly wealth. The mandate was work. The mandate was work. Like that song you played. You know that other song about work. 
<laughs> so let me tell you what happened. When I said that, you remember the song, but you remember that you were in church. <laughs> so you said no. <laughs> and not the walk, walk, walk one. No, can't play that one. <laughs> not that one. You don't know that one at all. I know you know it. <laughs> but you know the adekolezo. You know adekolezo. <laughs> When it hits you, you can play that one. <laughs> so the mandate was work. The mandate was work. God does not bless idleness. I like the scripture in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. I'll read it to your hearing. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. The 6 and to 12. It says, but we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. For you yourself know how you ought to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you. I like the next one. It says, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge. I'm reading 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but walked with labor and toil night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you, not because we do not have authority, or not, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this. Now he reiterates that which he had said, and which we read earlier in Ephesians, if anyone will not walk, neither shall he eat. It says, for we hear there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not walking at all, but are busy bodies. Now those as such we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they walk in quietness and eat their own bread. I'm going somewhere with all this discussion. So, work is important for God. Let me ask the neighbor, the person sitting next to you, Joe, what is your work? <laughs> what is your work? In between jobs is acceptable, but what is your work? So the Bible says, um, this one to you when your king is a child, when your princes rise up to feasts. I think the scriptural pattern is clear. So God himself will walk a couple of days and then he would rest. Somebody still explaining to their neighbor what their work is. Okay. <laughs> God himself will walk for a couple of days and then he would rest. One of the things I see in our generation is where it's almost like we are trying to invert that sometimes. So I'm learning to schedule work and recreation. It's the reason why I say, except social media is your work, it's a bit difficult to wake up and go on social media. Because social media is largely recreation. So what you should do, except that's your work. So what you should do when you wake up is work, except it's a holiday. Except it's a holiday. 
And I know it's a bad, it's a habit. I have the habit. Sometimes you wake up and like, ah, what has happened in the world? And then, you know, you, you start from there. But the Bible says, warn to you when your kings and your priests or your princes, you know, it says they wake up in the morning to feasts. And the Bible says he has made us kings and priests unto our God. But this is where I'm going with all this, and this is how it ties to godly wealth. I believe that work is supposed to allow us access to the manifestation of the blessing of God. Work is supposed to allow us access to the manifestation of the blessing of God. Our work is meant to be a channel for the blessing. In fact, that first scripture that we read in Ephesians 4.28, it says, this guy that has been stealing, let him steal no more. It says, and not just so that he will not be caught by the EFCC. No. He says, let him walk with his hands, rather. Why? He says, so that he will have something more than just to eat, but also to give. So when we work, you know, 2 Corinthians, I think it's chapter 9 and chapter 8, you will see Paul begin to talk about God. He says he's the one who gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower. So God will give you both bread to eat and seed to sow. So your work is a channel through which the blessing of God comes in your life. Work is powerful. The power to create wealth flows as we work. So I believe that those who work must be very proud of the work that they do. Those who work must be very, and it doesn't matter what your work is. You can be a fashion, let's just call them fashion designers, right? You can be a fashion designer. You can be a talented musical person. You can be a prayer warrior like Rolly. Um, an IT guru. You must be proud of your work. You can be a world-traveling DJ. You must be proud of your work. Help me ask the person next to you, Joe, what is your work? And, and just tell him, I think God wants to bless you. <laughs> Those who work must be proud of the work that they do, whatever it is. In fact, the blessing of God upon our life is a promise of employment. The blessing of God upon our life, and I'm coming, is a promise of employment. The Bible says in Psalm 1, read verse 3, it says that he shall be like a, a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in due season. His leaves will not wither. And it says, whatever he does shall prosper. So the prosperity is tied to a doing. The prosperity is tied to a doing. And let's, so two weeks ago when I started this discussion, I spoke about how 
the blessing of God comes upon Abraham. You see it in the lives of his children and family, Isaac, and that by faith, those of us who are Christians have also inherited the blessing of God. I remember reading to us Genesis 26, verse 12. The Bible says, Genesis 26 and 12, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The Bible says the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of heads and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. So Isaac sowed. You go back to verse 12 and leave that on the screen for me, please. Then Isaac sowed in that land the beautiful thing is that when a lot of us read this scripture, we immediately think of this scripture in terms of giving and receiving. And there's a way you can take license as you preach to use an analogy to explain a concept or a principle. So it's fine to sometimes use this to explain how when you give, you will reap. But people... When Isaac sowed in that land, Isaac was not given. Follow. This wasn't given. Isaac sowed in that land. Isaac walked. Don't forget it was a largely agrarian time and community and season. So Isaac and his people went to work. So when the Bible says Isaac sowed, you know something when we say Isaac sowed, you just think, oh, Isaac just came to church, was just dancing. Offering time, blessing time, Isaac just sowed. And then he reaped a hundredfold. And he came and testified in his God experience. But when the Bible says Isaac sowed in that land, Isaac went to his office. In fact, when the Bible talks about seed time and harvest time, you know you don't... <laughs> There are times of work. I know most of us have grown up on this side of the city where there are no real farms. Even I who grew up in Benin, I didn't really go to the farm. Not really. I didn't go to the farm. But at least we have seen people farming. Some of us have gone to a farm. Some of us own farms. I hear it's fashionable nowadays. But it's not just fashionable, it's actually wisdom. But sowing and reaping that scripture speaks about here was work. Somebody's just vexing this morning. Like, what kind of message is this? Because I know that feeling you feel on Monday morning. You don't, we don't really like work, if truth be told. In fact, from, you know, some people are like, ah, the weekend has finished already. But Isaac went to work God blessed him. Isaac went to work. The blessing of God manifested. I like to say, if you're taking notes, please write this down. That the work of a blessed man is a landing pad for the favor of God. So you know how um, I saw a couple of helicopters taking off recently. 
For the helicopters don't just land anywhere. But the, they, there's, a, there's a helipad. In fact, if you have a nice building on top of the nice building, sometimes they have a, what they call a helipad. People don't have it in this place. Helipad. We have some in Benin. <laughs> By faith. Huh? But, but, but the work of a blessed man is a landing pad for the blessing of God. So literally imagine that the favor, the blessing of God is hovering on the earth looking for where to land. The work of a blessed man is the landing pad for the favor of God. Some of us have prayed such great favor such great blessing. You have prayed it, the clouds are full. Which is why, you know, I say, look, people need to, Christians need to understand why you need to protect your work. So what happens when a, uh, a helicopter or plane needs to land? They don't just let people cross the road. Well, in our, yes, I know, sometime ago in our country, they let cows cross the roadway and the plane nearly hit the cows, you know, which was a bit tragic. But you don't do that. So if you've ever uh, seen, if you've ever been in a helicopter, they, it must be clear. By the way, one of my pet dreams is that one day I'll go and visit my son in a helicopter in school land in the middle of their football field. But I want it to be like when he's in SS2. And so you can now tell them that my father is almost president or something. But it's all right. That's just, no, but, but what you do, to focus now, what you do is that you, you don't let, when you're about to land a plane, they, the runway must be clear. Which is why I have a challenge with anyone who does not protect their work. So you must protect your work from this. So when distractions come to your work, you must understand But it's not just so that you won't work. No, that there is a blessing that is trying to land and they're trying to distract. Uh, look, don't let anything distract you from your work. Let me say this to you. It might shock you. Not even your church work should distract you from your work. I'll come to this in a moment. We'll say this here. All of us should work in this church and work hard and long and work, contribute to the work of God. But because we, on, we also want you to bring the blessing, the manifestation of the blessing of God, we want you to bring it here so we can grow the work. We will not distract you from your work. Help me tell your neighbor, the blessed man walks. I don't, I don't think they heard you. Please tell them with attitude. Say the blessed man walks. If I may ask them, are you, are you walking at all? Are you, are you walking at all? The Bible says, do you see a man who is diligent in his walk? Proverbs 22 and 29. The Bible says he will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Hmm. Work counts. 
work counts. If I tell the person next to you, you're not working enough. You're not working enough. Yes. I quickly run through three big thoughts this morning about work. I will pray. I, I, I feel a, a shift in someone's... I, I, I've been praying about this for two weeks. I mean, I've been trusting God that someone's view of Monday morning will change. That when you wake up... In fact, you'll be the first person in the office. The first person... I know... I joke on your early today. Say, ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Say, God, there's a blessing landing here today. I came to work. <laughs> ah. And I threw shade just that because Joko came late. But hey, yes. Joko, forgive me. I'm repenting. I'm renewing my mind. I'm getting better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. First big thought for this Sunday about work. Make your work the work of God. That's how I've titled it. Make your work the work of God, you know. I like how Colossians chapter 3, 23 to 34, or 23 to 24 says it. I like, I'll read it to you. It says, and whatever you do, I like that scripture, so we need to put it up. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24. It says, and whatever you do, one translation says, it says, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. One translation says, whatsoever your hands find to do. I'm going to talk to someone who, very soon who, says, because they've told you that you have to graduate before you start working. And so what you've done is that you've postdated the blessing of God over your life. There are people, I mean, uh, there are people here, and they will tell you their stories, who started making money before they had a degree. So the reason you are not working is not because you don't have a degree. No, sir. No, ma. He says, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. So it doesn't matter what kind of work and where your work is. He says, if you understand that this is what God is, a venue, a channel, for the blessing of God to manifest. Last week, I was, or two weeks ago, I was saying, can a blessed man be poor? Yes. A blessed man who does not walk, except by the mercy of God, will be poor. In fact, even with the mercy of God, will receive a manifestation of the blessing. Because he has not walked in the walk, developed wisdom, will not know how to manage it. I'm coming where you are. I'm coming where you are. I'm coming where you are. Uh, you guys are weak. I'm coming where you are. <laughs> so you make your job or your business a ministry. A, a ministry. A calling. You know that when Christians work, that we access grace? That we employ the law of supernatural returns? We, we employ favor, you know, divine inspiration. So I don't know what work you do currently. You might be a lawyer. You know, you might be a... I, I don't know. You, I don't know what work you currently do. But would you let it become the work of God? Paul says in Colossians 3, we read, he says, do it with your heart. 
put your heart into it. But I said to people, avoid heartless work. Heartless work is like prostitution. They're just doing it for the money. He says, but do it with your heart. Because there's a difference between work you put your heart into and work you do not put your heart in. So, so, you know, for someone, you just need to understand what, you know, Jonathan tells his armor bearer, I think it's the first Samuel. He says, God is able to save with little or with much. And so I don't know what job you have or do not have. As I, as I speak today, I, I speak to people who sit on boards of companies. I know you already sit on board. I know a couple of people here. Some of you, your job already makes you fly first class. Some of you, you're not there yet. Someone doesn't even have a job. Someone you say, oh, I'm even a cleaner. Someone, I'm a front desk. What front desk um, officer? Someone, you're the person we call and get angry with anytime our phones, you're, you're working in the call center. You're like, ah, Pia, is that no? You know, it's not me. My line is not working. Fix it. Fix it. And come to church on Sunday. You're like, you, I don't know what your, what, your, what, your, what your work is. But may I ask you to make whatever it is the work of God. Whatever it is. Not to despise these days of little beginning, the career forces. To take that, I don't know, and hey, look, you might be a junior associate, the lowest rank in the place that you work. You might have started a business and you are the youngest person there, the newest kid on the block. But would you make it the work of God? Would you put your heart in it? Would you do it without murmuring and complaining? Would you avoid walking in strife? May I speak to this person who is the connoisseur, that's the word, of gossip in the organization. You are the chief channel. You are, every, they, if they want authentic gists, who slept with who, who stole what, they come to you. May I speak to you, please? There's a challenge with, I, I said to people, where you work is a sacred place. You might not like your boss, they might not like you, but where you work is a sacred place. And you cannot, you cannot be the one that pulls down the organization that you're working for. If you cannot agree with the values of the organization, just leave. But would you make your work the work of God? I don't know who it is. There is someone, and, and you might just be, a, you know, you do media or social media, you're a cameraman, you're... You do laundry, but would you make your work the work? And as I say this, I'm, I'm also just saying to everyone, look, we, we cannot afford to be idle under any guise. Under any guise. You cannot. You know how when you go to the bank, you say, I want to withdraw. You say, where's your checkbook? I don't have. Sorry, we can't issue. That is how this experience is. Well, those days. This is how this experience is. Is that the transactional document, what you need for this to work, for the blessing to manifest, Next week, I'll speak about giving, and, and so I'll come there. But what you need for the blessing of God to manifest in the life of a believer. 
There's a book um, I read um, called God at Work, Ken Costa. There's a gentleman, I think he's at Holy Trinity Brompton in London. Fantastic book. So if, if you can get the book, it'd be great to read it. Let me run quickly and I'll come back to the second thing I'll say about the power of work, about seeing the blessing of God manifest in our work is that you need to walk by faith. You need to walk. So I say that we walk by faith in God. We walk because we have faith. I know you've, so there's, we, we've landed on the Christian scene hearing things like, oh, I didn't do anything, and then I'm just walking on the road, or third mainland, I just drive, someone just stopped me, says, hey, are you Kunle? Yes, I'm Kunle. I said, oh, God, just said I should give you five million. Say, really? Say, yes. Are you sure? I said, yes. God told me, 2 a.m. last night, he told me, Say, go to the road, stand, Kunle will be wearing a green shirt. Say, really? Ah, okay. I was just paying for five and a half million. I'll take this five million first. And as I drove further down, another girl came, gave me half a million. God does miracles, no doubt. And if God told you to give me five million, I'll be standing there after service. God does miracles, no doubt. But what he does, even on a more regular basis, is to give us wisdom to create miracles. So, so when you see a plane, when you see a plane flying in the air, that is a miracle. If you don't Try it. Take something. It doesn't matter. Put it up. Let it fly. It's, you can't do it. Speak in tongues. Ten hours. Nothing. It ain't flying. But the Bible says God gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that have understanding. When you enter that thing, they put 500 of you. Fly you six hours in between continents over water. You don't know a miracle is happening. So we walk by faith in God. We walk because we have faith. I know I'm blessed. That's why I go to work. I know that I am blessed. And it doesn't matter whether you are the PA to the president yet. It doesn't matter whether you're already the chaplain at Aso Rock yet. It doesn't matter whether you are the MD yet. It does not matter yet. The man who walks by faith realizes that the job or the business is not their ultimate source. The one who walks by faith makes big plans trusting God. Why? The Bible says faith is a substance of things hoped for. So I go to work hopeful. Faith needs hope. Faith needs hope. So I, go to, so I don't make small plans at work. When I go into the office, I say to them, look, one day I might be your boss. One day I might be the CEO of this place. And even if they sack me here or something happens here, one day I might be the CEO of a bigger company. The one who walks by faith lets God lead them at work, at business. They do not use cunning and underhanded methods to get promotion. Have you not heard? The Bible says promotion does not come from the east or from the west. It says God is the judge of all men. He's the one who lifts up one and brings down another. The one who walks by faith does not stay in a place that violates their principles and values. You don't stay in a place where the only way to move up is to sleep with someone. You, 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 it's, not, it's not right. The one who walks by faith 
is constantly developing themselves in their business. It's constantly developing themselves. That's the person who is going on a new course, who is reading a new book, who is looking to meet a new person. Because they are, they are building hope. They know that the blessing is about to show up. They want to be ready when the blessing comes. Someone here has been praying, God bless me. God says, I bless you. Let the blessing show. God says, if the blessing shows, you are not ready. Some of you, if we make you the CEO of a bank today, you might have a stroke. When you get to work on the morning, say you're the CEO of Zenith Bank. Say, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Sister, these are the financial statements, how our branches are doing, all 10,000 of them. How do you think we should proceed? When they speak some English, sister, there are some, you know, derivatives, some futures, some this, this, this. Like, hmm. This all sounds very good. So let's proceed as usual. Proceed as usual. Eh? The man who walks by faith develops himself in anticipation. You know everything that needs to be known. You know, my, uh, my grand pastor, so Pastor Godman's pastor, Pastor Sam, used to talk about how he was always frustrated by Christian carpenters who couldn't make a chair that could balance properly. He said, I'm a Christian. I made this by faith. And when they sit on it, it's rocking. The one who walks by faith goes to learn. He opens, he makes big plans. He lets God lead him or her. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it says, I'm the one who gives you the power to create wealth. That it says God is the one who gives you the power to create wealth, that he established his covenant. My, my third thought, I said, the one who will see the blessing of God manifest in their work, must respect the process. In fact, you must refuse what we call the hammer mentality. And you know what I mean. When we say, ah! Tunde don't hammer. You know what that means. He's got a Range Rover, some spare dollars, and a Gucci belt. And I, I speak to us very quickly about this hammer mentality. I think part of it was birthed in our country by years of corrupt leadership and followership, I must say. People collected contracts from the government with no intention of executing the contract. They bribed to get the contract, bribed people to sign, and they collected the money, the whole money, and then shared the money. And it got to the place where political office, because they held the keys of the treasury, became the most sought-after career path in our country. And so you began to hear people say things like, I don't want to work for anybody anymore. Ah, because they have seen people that have hammered. In fact, sometimes I hear things like, I mean, I want to retire by the time I'm 40. And I, you know, sometimes I wonder, how can you retire before God closes your chapter. When we read 
Genesis 26 earlier, we see three stages of Isaac's prosperity. The Bible says that the man began to prosper. The Bible says he then continued prospering. I have a slide up for that, I think. And the Bible says it got to the place where he became very prosperous. So it's in stages. Ah, that is. So he began to prosper. He continued to prosper. He became very prosperous. Ah. This is as a side, but ladies, do you know where the best place to meet a man to marry is? Uh-huh. I said ladies, guys are shouting, wait now. <laughs> ladies, do you know where the best place to meet a man? I said, became very prosperous. <laughs> Over prosperous indeed. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> but let me tell you what it is. Because if you do not understand this process, you will get out tomorrow morning. The guy in the... I don't know who is this Range Rover guy that's offended me. And this Range Rover, white with red leather seats and the lights on, even though it's day, just to annoy you. Everybody can see, but you put your lights on and he's always driving slowly. He goes past you and you can swear that he winked at you when he passed in your car. And your car doesn't have AC. Well, it has AC, but when you put on the AC, the whole engine shudders. And, and what happens is that in your mind, you say, no, I'm not going to walk. I just must become very prosperous. I just must become very prosperous. And that is the reason why people take computers and start trying to tell an old retired lady in Canada that they're in love with her. You tell her about how you're about to build a retirement home for both of you in Ibadan. And you should send. And you've already put in $50 million or $50,000. She should just send her whole $100,000. That is the reason why in our country, young women will go and sleep with older men or younger men or people, whoever, just so they can get. That's the reason why we think it makes sense to go into government and steal. But the Bible says, let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him work so that he would have something to give. When you refuse for anyone to put you under pressure, Sometimes they tell you, if you don't carry this type of bag, they have not made it in life. Have you not noticed that those who carry the small, regular 2,500 bags from Balogun, the things are not falling out? Have you not, no, have you not noticed that those bags also work? And there's a way you can even carry the thing. Look. Our celebrities will tell you, after a while, you mix and match it. <laughs> There's a way you get to in life, when you even carry an ordinary 
bag, a helmet. He said, that bag, helmet must be Louis Vuitton. The way Pierre is carrying it. But don't let anyone take you off. Because God wants to start you from that place where you are beginning to prosper. But, you know, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, it says those who want to become rich very quickly, it says they pierce themselves with many sorrows because they do not want to put themselves through the process. So the guy says, no, but I want to become very prosperous. God says it starts from here. From, and it says, oh, do you not remember what the guy did? The Bible says he sold. And you say, yes, okay, so here God in my offering is a thousand. Nine. God says, no, that's not what he did. He went to work. And you say, but God, I don't like work. God says, well, then you don't like the blessing. There's work involved. There are blessings that have literally been hovering over our generation. And may I say, because the last generation did not do a lot of work over the last generation, looking for a landing place. There's someone here who needs to open a bakery. I don't know who it is. Someone, look, there's no excuse for idleness in the life of a Christian under any guise. Someone tomorrow needs to vex, led by the Lord, open a newspaper stand. I don't know. Someone needs to start a farm, take a cleaning job, put an advert out, get another job. You know, it's America that we all want to go to. That People tell you there, it's, a, it's normal for them to have more than one job. Abi, you have people that live there. Some of you even live there. You know, ah, let me come. You people that went to school abroad, when you were there, you didn't say, no, you didn't farm big boy. You went to work in a restaurant. True or false? I know one fine girl here. When you see her, you won't believe. Before she came here, she was flipping burgers. I'm telling you, as, and last year, will she flip burgers in Lagos? Lie, lie. <laughs> eh? Me. Burger. So people from my church will now call, ah, I know you're not know, life point. <laughs> I've never heard of that church before. The 12th of August, I kept, it was last, last weekend, Saturday, I kept hearing that phrase in my head, how beautiful are the feet of those who walk under the cover of the blessing. It's as if God is clearing a way for them. That the way maker is encountered by those who are on a journey. Prepared for this, I was saying to myself, do I realize that I bring the blessing of God to my company or my industry? Maybe one of the patriarchs, I think it's Jacob, who his employer, Laban, says to him, he says, I went to a babalao. I went, I have learned by sorcery. He says that God has blessed me because of you. Look, someone Someone needs to give God space because it will get to the place where, because he wanted to leave and the man said, no, you cannot leave this company. You can't leave this industry. It's because I have found out that God is blessing us because of you. Someone needs to show up at work tomorrow with a smile. And when they ask you why, tell them, I brought the blessing of God with me. Joseph, and, and I tell you how this works, it's funny, but Joseph goes to work in, the pre, in Potiphar's house, the next thing you know, he's on top. So, 
The devil says, oh, you think you're blessed. And he takes him and puts him in prison. But he doesn't realize that Joseph is carrying the blessing of God. And Joseph begins to walk in prison. The Bible says it gets to a place that they notice that, oh my God, there's something about this guy. And he rises to the top. I'm an old preacher. This is the place where I will say, you will rise to the top in Jesus' name. And you will. But you have to go to work. You have to love work. In your industry, have you realized that you bring the blessing of God? May I speak to the man who is in this place and is young? In fact, when you are 16, you're no longer young. And you are still not working yet. I think you're just post-dating the manifestation of the blessing. I love that phrase. Whatsoever your hands find to do. I can officially tell you that someone is not working enough here. And I don't know if there's anybody here who's doing illegal work. I'm not going to ask you to stand up. That scripture I started with is important. Let him that stole steal no more. Rather, let him work. The work of a blessed man is the landing pad for the favor of God. So, so maybe someone will stop insulting the work they do, insulting the place that they work. Now that company is just useless. Bible says, we'll have the things that we say. I'd love us to pray this morning. And I, and I said to us, we're going to pray specifically about the works of our hands, our businesses. I want us to, you look here. The blessing of God cannot, it's not, it's more than just a, something that's defined in millions of billions but, you know, but so when a man is blessed it's bigger than money when a man a Christian walks the law of supernatural returns kicks in that he sowed in the land but the returns that came out showed that God was behind ask, um, it's going to be Tokbe, Tolu, and Falabi will help. We'll just pray. We'll pray. But I want someone to be inspired and annoyed. They've sold us a myth in this city that Monday, Monday is for, uh, Monday is a lie. Monday is for miracles. Monday is for miracles. Monday is the day you start new businesses. It's when you should stand up and yes! I want to pray over your new I, I like praying over new cars people sometimes people buy their cars bring them pray they never really offer to take me on a ride they just pray it's fine new houses I, I like it I like it but I 
I would prefer to pray over new businesses, new jobs. I'm, I'm excited when someone says, oh, I'm about to start a new business. I'm about to start, I'm about to stretch my hand a bit more to find something. I'm about to take another job. I'm about to start a new, because there's so many businesses that should have been started already. If people don't come, I'll just keep on talking. So talk my hand, uh, to, please come. Because see, eh, they tell us that this country's demographic is largely young people. You, young person. You understand this You understand what we need. Tulo Shino used to come to. At Falabi. I keep on saying, who are the people that are creating the things that young people need? Don't you realize that there, there are no Nobody's selling health insurance to young people. So young, there's so many things the young people cannot afford because, quote unquote, because it's been it's been created for much older people. Where do you, Christians? Where do you go out? You can't go out. Most of us don't. The people that go out like that. That way, you've been involved in church in a while. You go out with your eye, one like looking at his, because. Where are the places people can actually go for recreation? There is so much to be, there's chaos in different parts of our country, but in that chaos is a lot of wealth. There's no excuse for idleness. The blessing of God seeks manifestation on the earth, looking for your work, looking for my work. Our prayer today is very simple. It's very simple. I'm going to ask Falabi to lead the prayer in a song. I was, I was meant to tell you, but I didn't. I forgot to tell you. Sorry. Then I've asked Tolu to pray. And Tolu will be praying and leading us to pray about delays and denials. Everything that looks like a manifestation of the cost. Where, because it's not the blessing. And, and Tokwe will then pray about newness, about new businesses. People who want to start new businesses. Someone who needs a new job. And then we'll pray in agreement around them. But I want you to pray in faith. You have to write today's date down. You unravel me. With a melody. You surround me with a song of the liberation. From my enemies to long feet ago, and I'm no longer a slave. I am a child of God, and I'm no From my mother's womb, from my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love has called my name. I've been born again, I've been born again to a family, to a family.
I'm no longer a slave to feed. I am, I am a child of God, and I'm no You are fruitful ground. There is no room for thorns and thistles. I reject I reject I reject in the name of Jesus. I am good soul. I have life, I have the seed of life, the blessing of Abraham, has rest in me, in 
In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, still with your hands on your head, I want you to pray this prayer with imagination. I want you to see in the, with the eyes of your mind as you pray. You are made to flourish. You carry life seed. Life seed inevitably gives forth fruit. It's, it is an immutable law of God. So I want you to pray where there is, where your seed isn't taking root, where the sun is able to scorch and delay or reduce your fruitfulness in work. I want you to declare that you develop roots, that your plants in your garden are not scorched by the sun in Jesus' name. I want you to pray. I develop roots. I have life. I develop roots. I develop roots in my work. What God has started is perfected in the name of Jesus. The scorching of the sun, contrary situations, contrary conversations, contrary winds, they cannot scorch, they cannot quench the life that is in the name of Jesus. I develop deep roots, deep roots. My soil is not shallow. My soil is not shallow. We keep me a more witty. I don't just have signs of life. I have life. I don't just have signs of life. I have life in fullness. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, 
please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.com.